Hi, everyone, and welcome to LJN Radio. I'm your host, Courtney Omernick, and you're listening to Job Search Guide, where we bring in experienced individuals to gather tips and advice about job searching for the millions of job seekers out there. Today, we have Lisa Petrilli, CEO of C-Level Strategies, and she's going to be talking with us about networking for introverts. So welcome, Lisa, and thank you for joining us today. Hi, Courtney. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Great. So let's just get started with our first question. Could you describe your experience related to this topic as well as your current role? Sure. So I spent 12 years in the corporate world, started you know, at the bottom of the ladder like most of us do, and worked my way up to running a $750 million business within a large uh, billion-dollar company. So I learned along the way some strategies to help me as an introvert. And these were things that I unfortunately learned the hard way in some cases and have wanted to share my experiences with those who are dealing with that now. Other introverts who are looking to succeed need a little bit of advice and some guidance. And that was really the reason that I chose to write the ebook a couple years ago that I did. Okay, so um, just getting into it then, why do you think networking is so important, you know, not only for introverts, but just for job seekers in general? Actually, networking is important for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's really a foundation for our lives and for successful lives because whereas most people think of networking as something solely related to job search, it's not that at all. Networking mm-hmm. is actually about creating relationships based on trust. And those relationships will help you throughout your life, not just in your career. So I really encourage introverts to understand that and to embrace that as just a reality of our world. Networking is about creating those connections that are going to help you uh, throughout your life to, to grow personally, to grow professionally, to allow you to find ways to create new opportunities in your life. So... It's not just about going to an event and handing out a resume Mm -hmm. and telling someone what you're looking for, which so often becomes a myth of networking. It's Mm -hmm. really about finding ways to help other people and in doing so, creating one-on-one relationships that end up going, you know, deeper than a surface level and lead to friendships and relationships where you can go to that person over time in your career and get advice and you can help other people throughout their careers. And all of that leads to, you know, the universe opening up for you. I I truly believe that the more Mm -hmm. you give and give and give throughout your career, more will come back to you. So it's important really to start as we start talking about networking. Let's back up just a step Mm -hmm. and talk about what it really means to be an introvert because, you know, we were just talking about the myths of networking. Mm -hmm. There are myths of introversion. So many people I've learned over the last couple of years think of introverts as being either shy or socially awkward, and neither is the case. Introversion is all about where you get your energy. So mm-hmm. for we introverts, we get our energy from our inner world of ideas and images and thoughts. So because of that, because that's where we fuel ourselves, we have a natural preference to be in that environment. We love to be alone or out in nature just giving ourselves time to think, uh, to dream, to create a vision in our minds of where we want to go, either with our team or with our company or with our life. We thrive on that because it naturally and innately gives us energy. 
So that's why we tend to find ourselves in that kind of an environment by ourselves or maybe with one other person or a couple other people who we can share that inner world with. You know, we love to have conversations with one other person, two other people Mm -hmm. about what we've been thinking about and mull those ideas over together. It's when we get beyond that small group into a larger group that we start to get drained. So again, it goes back to energy. In that larger group, we're outside of our comfort zone. We are, instead of energizing, we are finding ourselves draining. Our battery starts to drain because we're out of our natural preference. So that's why we tend to seek those situations out less. Mm -hmm. It's not about social interest or social adaptability or anything really Mm -hmm. having to do with our ability to survive in that social world. We can excel socially. We can be in large group situations and at large meetings and conferences and have exceptional experiences. It's simply that in those environments, it's not our preference. Mm -hmm. We will start to drain our batteries and we need time to go recharge. So what's important for introverts to understand is you know where that natural preference came from and why it's so critical for them to have that time alone. And that, I think, is where the myth comes in because extroverts who might not understand that because for extroverts, the world that they you know, get energized in is that world of you know, more people, activities, larger groups. That's where they get their batteries charged. So they don't necessarily understand that for us, that's a draining situation, and we need that time alone or in a smaller group to recharge. So the myth comes in thinking that the introvert doesn't want to be with other people or doesn't want to spend time with the team or in a larger group, and that's the problem. There's, there's that lack of understanding between us mm-hmm. where the reality is the introvert needs that time to go recharge their battery so they can come back and bring their best self to their team and to the conference or to whatever it is that they're focusing on. So oftentimes there will be, for example, a large team meeting that lasts a whole day. And you'll see at lunchtime the introverts tending to just want to go off alone. And sometimes people who manage introverts or colleagues of introverts will misunderstand that as a desire to be away from the team when truly the best thing that someone can do who is leading introverts or managing introverts is give them that time alone to go recharge, to go spend uh, some time in that inner world so that when they come back to the afternoon and to the team, they can bring their best self. So I encourage extroverts as well as introverts to truly try to understand the difference between the two of us, our two different groups, and how that can impact a team and why it's so important to respect each other's differences and to keep a balance on the team. You know, a team is better when it includes introverts and extroverts because we bring different strengths and talents to the group, and together we balance each other and complement each other uh, in a beautiful way. Right. Perfect. So because introverts are more inner focused, and like you said, they're just, they might do better with just maybe a one-on-one conversation or a one-to-two-people conversation, are there any tips that you could provide them to overcome maybe their initial fear or like apprehension of going to a networking event that's going to include a lot of people? Absolutely. So 
I, like you said, the one-on-one is key. For introverts, we create wonderful relationships one-on-one. We're very comfortable doing that, again, because that's where our natural element is. So I encourage introverts to, before they even go to an event, try to get together with someone one-on-one beforehand. Mm -hmm. So if I go to a conference, what I try to do is reach out to someone else prior to that conference for, you know, to get together for coffee or something before it starts so that I've created a connection one-on-one with someone that I feel comfortable with and then can then walk into that larger convention with that person. But I've already created a connection that makes me comfortable in that environment. So that would be one thing to do because, of course, walking into a larger event, if you know people, it does make it more comfortable for all of us just as humans. That's that's natural. Mm-hmm. And then once you're in the conference or in that larger group situation, try as much as you can to connect with people one-on-one. So if you are in a small group and a, a larger group starts to form, you know, more people are coming and the circle is getting bigger, break away and, you know, lean over to someone or turn to someone and start a conversation one-on-one. And here's the key, the key for everyone, introverts and extroverts mm-hmm. alike, a giving mindset. Ask how you can be of help to them. If you go to an event, whether it be specifically something called a networking event or a conference, whatever it is, if you go with a giving mindset and the intent to help other people, you will come away so much richer for the experience. You will have helped people, let them know that you are available to help them, and people will remember you, number one, and number two, you will come away feeling wonderful about the opportunity to help other people. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a matter of, you know, how can I help you? It's someone who's looking for a job. And you say, well, hey, you know, if you want to bounce your 30-second elevator speech by me, I'm happy to listen and give you my thoughts and let you know what my perception is. Whatever that might be, lending an ear to someone, letting them run something by you, or saying, hey, you know, I understand you're looking for a position. What company are you looking to get into or what job position are you looking to get into? And let me see if I know someone at that company or who has experience doing that that I might be able to connect you with. So by going with that giving mindset, it takes all the pressure off of you Mm -hmm. and the nervousness. You don't have to go looking to get something anymore. You're looking to give, which is so much easier. And it's easier because people respond to it. If you reach out to someone and say, how can I help you? It puts them at ease. It gives them a chance to talk, which makes them more comfortable. So right away, you've done something valuable for the other person. And having that mindset really is the key to creating those relationships and those connections that are then going to lead somewhere for you in the future. And you never know when it's going to be that you need to ask for help. Of course, a lot of people listening right now may be looking for jobs, and so they they are asking for help out there. And by giving, all of that energy is out there and it's going to support you. You're going to feel great about the experience knowing that along the way you're helping other people. And so many people who go through job search get drained because they feel like they're asking and asking and asking. The more you give, the more you feel that balance that supports you through this process. And you never know where those connections can lead. They might lead to a new job or they might lead to long-term friendships that will help you throughout your career in ways that you haven't expected. So the real key is 
that giving mindset mm-hmm. and as a strategy, the one-on-one focus wherever you can make that happen. Perfect. So I have a more like generally like, specific question when it comes to networking events. I know that I personally attended a networking event a couple of months ago that dealt with there was me and um, in my industry. And then there was a lot of people from other different industries that were at that networking event. So it was more of like a citywide large networking event. And there are different types of networking events, ones that just deal with people from your industry and you can kind of pick and choose. So do you recommend that maybe an introverted job seeker start out with going to those industry specific networking events and kind of work their way up to maybe those bigger events? Or what would you recommend in regard to like the types of networking events? I would recommend that people not think of an event as, for example, an industry that people in one industry might have so many of the similar connections, Mm -hmm. so many similar connections that it might be more valuable to be in a situation like you were in where you're meeting people from around the city in different industries and with different experiences, not only because they might bring a different perspective to you in regard to what you're looking for, but they will probably have connections that maybe you're not finding when you're focused solely on one industry. So, for example, I spent my career in the healthcare and pharmaceutical industry. So when I was with those folks, we all had pretty much the same connections. Mm -hmm. We were all working with the same companies. We knew the same people, as you can understand. Once I got beyond that and started meeting more marketing folks across Chicago, I got a different perspective on marketing, and I had a better understanding of what marketing folks did at consumer products goods companies, and I started to know some of the folks in those types of companies, so that when I was meeting people out in the world who wanted to, for example, work either at Kraft or with Kraft, I now had some connections that could be of value to them. So it's not just about what you are looking for in that immediate moment. It's about expanding your own horizons so that you can contribute to other people. Again, going back to that giving mindset, how can I be a more valuable connector for people? The more connections I have in the larger world, the more of a connector I can be and the more people will seek me out to you know, be part of my, my web of connections, so to speak, because mm-hmm. I can help them. So again, going back to that giving mindset, think about how you can expand yourself and that's going to come back to you over time. So definitely, I would say don't just focus on Mm -hmm. industry events. Certainly, if you're looking for a very specific company and a very specific role, then you're going to focus in that area and try to create some connections in that area. But you're limiting yourself if you're not looking at the larger picture and at your career long term, because so many of us will change companies and, you know, even our paths throughout our career. So I definitely encourage that larger mindset. Perfect. So once an introverted job seeker has selected kind of the networking event that they want to go to and they're there, I know you mentioned earlier to kind of seek out that one-on-one interaction with someone and obviously have that giving aspect. But do you have any other general tips for introverts when they're navigating that networking event? That's really the key is to create those one-on-one connections, to go with the idea that, you know, maybe for your first one, you want to just help one person. And the Mm -hmm. next time it's two people and then it's three people. And of course, you know, sharing your contact information, going back, connecting via LinkedIn, which is important, making sure your profile is 
fully up to date that you have a professional photo on LinkedIn so people can connect with you there. LinkedIn is a great tool to say, you know, look at my connections on LinkedIn. Let me know if any of them are of value to you. If there's a company you're looking to get into or there's a person who you think you'd like to connect with, I'm more than happy to make that connection for you. So LinkedIn really does facilitate that. So I encourage people, you know, after those networking events to follow up. Consider having a blog. That was one of the most wonderful ways for me to create a personal brand and to get out there and for people to know who I was and what I represented. And it's a great tool to use to follow up with folks and say, hey, you know, this is my most recent post, uh, just sharing some thoughts on, you know, whatever it is. People get to know you a little bit better. And once you're at a company or as you're looking for a job, the companies themselves get a much better feel for who you are as a person, what you bring to the table as far as your expertise and your connections in the world when they see you blogging about uh, particular brands or, or programs or your insights into certain areas of the industry, you can show your value in a way that many job seekers can't if you have something like a blog and a website that employers can go to. So I certainly encourage that as well. So then I guess my next question would be that some people say that there's only one opportunity to make that good first impression. So would you have, do you think that's true? And like, do you have any tips for that like first contact or that first impression that you have with someone while at a networking event? Right. Well, that would be why I encourage people to take the time to recharge. Mm -hmm. So if you are going to a networking event at night after work, Take time in between work and that event to recharge in some way, whether that be just turning on the radio on the drive over and turning off your voicemail and everything else in your mind and giving yourself just time to reflect and spend that time in your inner world because that's going to help you be more it's just going to help your energy for the evening. To try to go from one thing to another is very difficult for introverts, again, because our batteries are, are getting drained. So if you want to make the best first impression, being fresh is really key. Mm-hmm. And so many introverts don't take that time to do that mm-hmm. and don't understand how important that is. I've learned that at conferences as well. You know, you're at the conference all day, and then people want to go out cocktails and then there's a dinner and if you try to do everything by the time you get to the dinner there was one conference I went to and I could not put a sentence together by that point Mm -hmm. because I tried to do too much and I should have taken time out in between the conference and the dinner just to say no I got to go back to the hotel room and recharge I made the mistake one time of not doing that and I just did not bring my best self to the dinner event later on. I I just, my brain couldn't focus the way I needed it to. So to make that best first impression, give yourself that time to recharge. Even if the event is a long event and you need time in between to just step outside and breathe for a while and then go back in. Mm -hmm. It's okay to do that. It's really going to help you. Don't be afraid to do it. Don't be afraid to let your friends or colleagues know, hey, I'm just going to go you know, take a 10-minute walk or whatever that is, I'll be back, uh, you know, just to get some fresh air. It's okay to do that. And more importantly, if you're an extrovert or a colleague of an introvert, respect that. Respect that need that they have to go do that because they are going to bring their better self to your team by taking the time to do that. So once that networking event is over, what tips do you have for introverts in regards to, like, following up with questions or following up with connections that they made at the event? 
So definitely, like I said, using social media as much as you can, uh, using business cards, of course, to get somebody's contact information and following up. Most importantly, let people know you're there to help them. Let people know that you'd be more than happy to have a follow-up conversation. If there's anything that they'd like to run by you, you'd be more than mm -hmm. happy to share five or ten minutes of your time, or depending on the situation, if you're willing to have coffee with them, if they live close or work close, and that's something that you can make happen, let them know that you're available for that, and people will appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't take you up on it, by making the offer, you are memorable, and it's, that's very, very important to do. Certainly, if you are doing you know, some type of networking with people who are helping you in some way to get connections or creating connections for you with companies that you're interested in, you always want to follow up with a written thank you note, not just an email. I know it's easy to do that these days, but a written thank you note stands out still. I still think mm -hmm. it's critical for letting people know that you value their time and that you respect how they are trying to help you. And following up, just, again, emails, letting people know you're always there to help, making connections for those people whenever you can, and just being available to them. I have one colleague who actually is very respected in the marketing world because he's so open to creating connections for people and to helping them. And he actually puts aside his time on Sunday mornings to be available for anyone who wants to call him for help. Hmm. And people seem to be aware of that, and they'll certainly try to schedule some time with him ahead of time, but they know that on Sunday mornings he's somebody I can reach out to. So there are a lot of different ways that you can make work for you and your schedule that let other people know you're there as a resource and a connector, and people value that tremendously. It just makes such a big difference. Great. Well, one of my final questions for you is, uh, do you have any examples of maybe an introverted individual who you know of that developed their skills over time and they're now successfully navigating these networking events, making a lot of connections, and they're just an overall success? Well, I would say this. I work with CEO Connection, which mm -hmm. is an organization of CEOs of mid-market companies. So they're, you know, on average, I would say a billion to $3 billion in revenue. And at least half of the CEOs I work with are introverts. Mm -hmm. So they're great examples of people who have found strategies that have worked for them that have enabled them to get to that CEO level of their company. It's interesting because we do have networking time, cocktail time after some of our events. And I see, you know, even in those situations, they are drained. And it is definitely more difficult for them than their extroverted colleagues because they're, they're getting out of their comfort zone. They have to make the effort. They're in a situation where their colleagues are energized by meeting everyone. And, and they're, as we discussed earlier, that, you know, it's draining their batteries. But they go out of that comfort zone to do it. And they put themselves in that position knowing it's going to help them to continue to expand their connections and their network. And so it's just, you know, being successful is about putting yourself out there, being willing to help other people, being willing to do what it takes to let other people know that you're there to help them, being willing to make yourself visible and your ideas visible. And that's something that's really mm -hmm. critical once you do land a job in a company. Being visible in that company, having your ideas become visible, that's critical. And sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone to do that, and then you take the time later to recharge. Always honor yourself by taking that time to recharge. But 
you know, more importantly, putting yourself out there and knowing how important that is, that's what's going to help you be successful over time. Great. So, Lisa, I'd like to take this uh, final moment to give you the opportunity to talk about uh, the book that you have regarding this topic or any other speaking engagements or anything you'd like to throw out there for our listeners. Sure. So the reason I wrote the ebook, The Introvert's Guide to Success in Business and Leadership, was I started to see, as I became more involved with social media and was online with my blog and having a lot of conversations with other bloggers, I started to see all of those myths out there about introverts you know, not wanting to spend time with other people. And it started to really bother me because I, I got the impression that introverts really believed this. And that was something I didn't want to see, knowing what I had overcome in my own career and how I had discovered some strategies that had helped me. So wanted to share that with the introverts out there, wanted them to know that the worst thing they can do is try to be an extrovert, try to mm-hmm. pretend to be something that they're not. And I heard that so much when I put that ebook out there. People around the world were emailing me about how it had changed their perspective because I was encouraging introverts to embrace their introversion and be proud of it because with, as introverts, because we are so comfortable in that inner world of our ideas and thoughts and images, we are just fantastic at creating a vision, again, for ourselves, but more importantly, for our teams and our companies, and then linking strategies to that vision so that we can actually see in our minds how our tactics can lead to strategies that can lead to our visions coming to fruition. We can see that. And we're wonderful at storytelling because when we see something in our mind, a story in our our mind or a situation in our mind, we're wonderful at sharing that in a way that motivates people and inspires people. So I really encourage introverts to see all of that in themselves and understand all of that and realize that they can be successful simply by honoring who they are. Well, that wraps up this episode of Job Search Guide. Many thanks to Lisa Petrilli from C-Level Strategies. I would like to take this final moment to encourage our listeners to continue listening to localjobnetwork.com radio. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions, please email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, this has been Courtney Omernick from localjobnetwork.com radio. And thank you for tuning into today's program.